Welcome to Detoxing from the Matrix podcast, formerly known as Sobriety, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. This podcast is a place for illuminating conversations that will take you from divided to divine, pain into purpose, and suffering to sovereignty, while we detox the fuck out of your mind, body, and soul from all those limited programs of separation, struggle, scarcity, and pain. I'm your host, Lindsay Caricardi, and this podcast is for all the rebel souls who seek to live deeply, authentically, and fully expressed as the divine badasses you are. Note, this episode was originally recorded when it was Sobriety Podcast and has been added here to detoxing from the matrix due to copyright issues on the name Sobriety. I have no affiliation with the trademark Sobriety brand or method. Hello, hello, divine badasses. It's Lindsay here, spiritual practitioner and coach, your host of Sobriety, teacher, seeker, galactic guide, expander of consciousness, and author. Today, welcome to another divine download of Soul Variety Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about from divided to divine, how addiction is just the symptom of a deeper problem and how the matrix will always exploit this. So let's go ahead and begin today's conversation, taking a nice deep breath in. As always, my friends, let's go ahead and just Breathe in expansion, breathe in truth, breathe in new perspectives, and just exhale out. Let go of anything that is not in this moment. Let go of anything you can't control. And again, breathing in. Let's just let that breath go together as in this moment, I just recognize the truth. And the truth is that it is all one. The truth is that it is all divine. The truth is that spirit is everywhere in all things. It is all things. It is you. It is me. And I just recognize that powerful, powerful, powerful intelligence, that thread, that connecting force that weaves us all together. I recognize in the power of the breath, the intelligence, the knowing, the sheer ability of us to keep ourselves alive as our heart beats and our breath comes in and out without even having to think about. I just recognize that pure intelligence as the oneness, the force, the creator that I choose to call God and know as God, my own interpretation of God. And I just know that each and every one of you are powerful, powerful, powerful expressions of that. And I recognize the power and the perception of being divided, of being separate, of being disconnected. And I recognize how powerfully those things serve as catalyst for our remembrance, for our reawakening, for our resurrection into the truth. So I say thank you for all of those experiences, because I know even the forgetting, even the amnesia of the soul and the self is also divine. Mm. And it brought us here today together in this truth, in this knowing, in this powerful conversation. So how could I not be so grateful? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to spirit. And I just invite in the consciousness to be expressed here. I invite in the divine to express what needs to be expressed so that we may all move into expansion and higher consciousness together. 
So today is interesting because I, I, I wrote an article about this topic, gosh, years ago now, eight years ago now. Wow. So in my first year of sobriety, I was blogging for Elephant Journal. And I thought at the time I was so blown away. I was like, oh my God, people want to read my writing, right? Like I look at where I was at in consciousness back then and it's just like so cute, right? Like I, I've, I didn't, I didn't understand so many things when I was freshly sober. Yes. I had had a powerful spiritual awakening, which you heard about in episode one and episode two, but there was still a lot of learning, right? Like just because I had the awakening didn't mean I fully understood all of the workings and everything, right? It was just like literally like being born when we're babies and we start to experience the world. And it's like, oh my God, there's like, right. You watch a kid like exploring its environment. And it's so excited about all of these things. Or I don't know if any of you watched The Good Place, but Michael on The Good Place is the demon who turns good. And then he's trying to help the humans actually get to the good place instead of torturing them. And he ends up having to go to earth to do some works. And he's so excited by everything, right? He's so excited by getting to ride on a bus. And he's so excited just by all of these little things. And it's just so cute because it reminds me of my first year of sobriety and my spiritual awakening. It was, and some of you may relate to this, right? It was as though I had just discovered life. Everything, I was like blown away and I was just so grateful by being able to take a shower. I was so grateful to have food. I was so amazed that I could have conversations and express myself because I had spent decades imprisoning myself, right? So there I was and, um, you know, a year, a year into my sobriety and I, I started blogging and I was so blown away that people wanted to read my words because again, ego, <laughs> right? I thought at that time, I still thought it was me. <laughs> I thought it was me. I didn't fully understand, um, you know, the quantum nature of things and the oneness nature of things. So when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, it's so cute. It was like, I was a little kid, right? Like, like bringing things home to mom. And anyways, I... I wrote this blog about disconnection and addiction, and I didn't fully understand the actual truth and the power of the words that were coming through me. It's only now when I go back and read those early blogs that I'm really able to understand how connected and, and one we all are. And that's why I really don't believe in competition, right? That's why I really don't believe in the idea that like, this is mine and I'm talking about this. So you can't. And anytime I kind of run into that out in the world, I, I, I kind of tend to not partake in that, that because I, I don't really believe it's the truth. The truth to me is, is that it's, we're all one and the divine mind is one. So if the divine mind, if God source spirit wants to bring the same idea through me, through you and through, you know, Joanne over there, well then why, who am I to say that that's not okay? Who am I to try to go tell Joanne what she can and can't talk about? Right. I don't believe that. Um, but I digress. Because that's, that's, that's the unity, right? That's the oneness. So let's come on back. Let me backpedal a moment to our conversation today, which is the division, right? The disconnection and how addiction is the symptom of this deeper disconnection, right? And I want to bring to this conversation today how this very thing is totally manipulated by the world that we are living in, AKA the matrix, as we like to call it on here, right? Because that external world, that matrix is a very powerful place to play when you under, I mean, it's a powerful place to play no matter what, because no matter what, it's giving you what you need to see what's inside of yourself. 
However, it's a more powerful place to play when we understand the rules, like Neo being able to fly in the, in the movies, The Matrix, right? Because when you understand the rules, like uh, Picasso told us, or Da Vinci, one of those guys, sorry, I don't have the quote in front of me, told us, you know, uh, learn, learn the rules so you can break them like a pro. So when we understand the rules of what we're playing in, we can more powerfully move through in a way that feels more empowering and in alignment with truth for ourselves. When we're when we don't understand the rules because we're living behind that veil of an amnesia, we're in the division, right? We're in the separation, we're in the disconnection. And that is what drives us to seek compulsively outside of ourselves for a solution. Okay. So that's the one layer. Now we're going to expand out a little bit. And remember, you cannot unring the bell, right? You can't take the blue pill after you've taken the red pill. So be sure you want to hear this conversation before we continue. When we look at the world of consumerism and capitalism, and I'm just going to be clear, I'm not a hater of capitalism because capitalism allows many, many freedoms and things to be birthed, right? I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you on a podcast if capitalism didn't exist. So that's not what this is about. However, when capitalism and consumerism gets distorted and it's used in a disempowering and inverted way, it ends up being manipulative. Now, by that, I want to share a quote um, that I think so powerfully sums it up from Russell Brand from his uh, Recovery, Freedom from Our Addictions book. And Russell tells us that addiction is when natural biological imperatives like the need for food, sex, relaxation, or status become prioritized to the point of destructiveness. It is exacerbated by a culture that understandably exploits this mechanic as it's a damn good way to sell Mars bars and Toyotas. So advertising, right? And there's like a whole rabbit hole you can go on if you really want to understand the deep inverted history of advertising and mind control, because it's there if you want to go find that information. However, let's just keep it at, at like the high top level for now at the simple fact of from a, a capitalistic lens, when companies have good advertising, they sell products, they make money, their people are happy. Now, this is a good thing if there is a product that changes lives, like truly supports expansion instead of creating addiction. Beautiful, right? That's the way we want to use capitalism. But guess what? We don't have one side without the other. So in this whole matrix of buying and selling and capitalism and consumerism, there's the light and the dark, right? So on the light side of things is this beautiful ability for us to be able to share things that can help support and expand and move you into your own empowerment. And then there's the other side of it, which is the side that seeks to create codependency, addiction. I need you to keep buying my thing over and over and over and over again. And no matter what, um, you know, what, 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 uh, industry we look in, we're going to see this, right? Whether it's cars, whether it's coaching, food, health supplements, right? Everywhere you can find those who would love to help create, 
a one-time, right? Like there's the expansion, there's the empowerment, you have the choice, you have the freedom. Yes, you can absolutely choose to engage or use a product if if you feel it's going to support where you want to go, but it's not looking to create a, a compulsive need in you. And then we'll also find in every industry, those that want to hook you and create the compulsive need. This is the very same disconnection that is being manipulated here. That is distorted when we struggle with addiction. Okay. So let's kind of bring this down to a a personal level, like a life experience level, right? Russell Brand's quote again, it's when the natural biological imperatives become prioritized to the point of destructiveness. So for me personally, where I've been able to unravel my addiction programming, my commitment, my addictions were nothing more than a compulsive, destructive commitment to relaxation, creating peace for myself and creating space and calmness for myself, right? Because where I was at in consciousness at the time I was using drugs and alcohol, it was so inverted and disconnected that the only way I knew how to get what I wanted, which was peace, relaxation, calmness and stillness. I needed space from my mind, from myself, from my world. And I didn't know how to create that in a constructive way. So I created it in a destructive, compulsive way, but it was still nothing more than my full compulsive commitment to having that. And then, yes, of course, all of the physiological dependence come along with that with certain substances. Now my body needs it. So now I just have to keep doing this because I don't want to be sick and so on and so on and so on. Right. But at the core of this program is nothing more than a destructive compulsiveness to fill a certain need, a biological imperative, Right. So what I want to ask each and every one of you to reflect on today in your own lives is to begin to look at what 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 is it that you believe you get from the thing, whether it's an addiction to sex, gambling, drugs, alcohol, food, codependency, drama, validation, having the nice new car or, you know, all the nice fancy handbags. Right. None of these things are a problem on their own, but it's when we act in a destructive, compulsive way to attain these things that they become a problem. Do you guys get that? Right. So it's never what we're doing. It's why we're doing it. Right. So when you look at the thing that's serving as an addiction or a compulsive or a codependence in your own life, what is it that you perceive deep down? If you get honest with yourself, what is it that you perceive you get from that that you don't get if you don't have that, right? For example, this illumination was actually brought to me, and I just love this story, right? This is the power of spiritual practitioner work because it's so simple and so powerful. And this is why I just love and adore these new thought teachings and why I love Ernest Holmes and I love the science of mind because it's so powerful for just unraveling. So in spiritual practitioner work, one of the things we do is we heal by revealing. We heal by revealing. When I say revealing, I mean we heal by revealing the truth. We reveal the truth by sifting and sorting through all of these not truths, these limiting beliefs that have been 
driving the show, that have been driving the bus, creating our lives for us, right? So for me, recently, I did some practitioner work around this, uh, like, coffee, right? I have this, like, 3 o'clock every day, I have to go and get my coffee. And I, I enjoy it. I truly enjoy it. It's become like a ritual, right? However, there was this other part of me that was like, you know, it would be really nice to not have to feel like I need that coffee, right? It would be really nice to, when I'm traveling, not have to give a crap about making sure I know where a coffee shop is around three o'clock. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it sounds so funny when I say it, right? Like, I, then I, I'm going to have a headache and the whole story, right? And it's it's so minute. Like, it's such a small thing because in the greater scheme of things, the happiness that that coffee break brings me in my belief system negates anything anyway. So it's not like I'm beating myself up about this. However, there was the thought in my consciousness. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to have it? And I was like, yes, because that's liberation, right? That's sovereignty. Me personally, the standard that I want to live my life on is that I don't want to have to need anything, right? I want my life to be an expression of choice. So I did some practitioner work around this need to go get the coffee at three o'clock. And what I found deeply rooted in there was a limiting belief of if I don't have this, then I can't have the break, right? So it wasn't even just about the coffee. It was about the break. It was about buying myself something. It was about the space in my day that I got to then take with that coffee that was just for me. Because all along my whole life, my entire journey with, with addiction was me looking to create space between the noise in my head and the noise in my environment. Because guess what? The noise in my environment is just a reflection of my internal landscape, right? So I could never create space between the noise in my environment until I cleared out the noise in my head. And thinking that like, right, the, the coffee or the break or the substance or the drug is going to do that is actually inverted. It just keeps us on the rabbit wheel, right? It ke Or the hamster with the rabbit wheel. <laughs> I've never seen a rabbit on a wheel, okay? The hamster wheel. And so being able to look at that and be like, wow, is this true? Do I actually believe that's true? And it was like, no, of course I don't believe that's true. I know that I can do whatever I want. I'm the creator of my day. I work for myself. I create my own schedule. I determine the frequency I'm in, right? I determine how I'm living my life. I'm not powerless. I'm powerful. And I take radical responsibility over my day. So in that next moment, I was able to begin to move back into a true belief, like a, a higher belief for myself of that I have the power. I don't need that external thing, right? And so Again, it's not about the coffee I go and get. It's about what I was perceiving I was getting from that. And now from that place, I can I make a choice every day. Do I want to go and have this or do I not? I can still have the break without the coffee. I can still have the space without the coffee because the coffee wasn't creating the space. I have to create the space. <laughs> Do you guys get this? So you guys are probably all going to be receiving this on many different levels, just depending, right? There's quite a few layers here being kind of dropped in and seeds planted. But this is potent, potent, potent realization, because this is the place that makes you uncontrollable, ungovernable, and like truly sovereign, 
right? If you truly, truly, truly want to be in the matrix, but not of it, or as Jesus told us in the world, but not of it, right? Like Neo in the matrix, being able to fly into whatever he wanted because he was not bound by the rules of it because he understood that they were not actually the power. That's the place that you get to live. That's the place that we get to live through our expansion, through our healing work, through our spiritual practitioner work, through our work in consciousness. And that is what I'm here to bring the world. That is what sobriety is truly about, right? This isn't just, oh, let's get sober, recovery. Like this is so much bigger. And that, if that is speaking to you, right? And that is what you are seeking, then I say hello and I say welcome. You are fucking called, <laughs> right? Because if this conversation speaks to you, then I just recognize you. And I know right here, right now that you are called for this work, right? You are here to begin. Like if this gets you excited, I want you to honor that because that excitement that's the indication for what it is you're here to be doing, right? I hear so many people saying, I, you know, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know, like, is there anything more, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you have to be able to feel into your body to know what draws you, what excites you. And the perfect place to start is begin to start with the conversations that excite you. When you feel your heart opening, begin to explore that stuff right? Because that's going to lead you down the path to getting in touch with your truth, to getting in touch with who you are, to beginning to go into your divine self, right? It's following that call within you. The divided self, the disconnected self would seek to go with what that person told me I had to do, what that commercial said. It's going to believe that I'm not good enough unless I wear that makeup or I have that designer label or I need that car. Now, don't get me wrong. Most of you listening to this are probably not still buying into that. Like chances are you're probably kind of meandering down your own path and you've started to question that stuff. However, these programs are deeply embedded in our subconscious mind because the advertising and the inferiority and the draw to the outside world has been getting implanted into our psyches for decades. Okay, so I want you to understand that it takes time and space and unraveling. And that's the power of committing to this work. That's the power of working with a spiritual practitioner or going down the pathway of your healing. And so I want you to know that you can just tune in, right? Begin to tune in and notice, okay, where is this desire coming from? And that's where you can begin to start, right? Is this, is this desire something calling me further into my divided self? Is this to try to validate something to my divided self? Or does this feel like truth in my being? Does this feel like a true soul aligned, authentic, universal truth? Or is this some limited bullshit I've been buying into? Only you can decide, only you can know. And when you're ready to do the work and you are ready to come and join us in community in any way, you can check out the links in down below. I've got some good freebies down there, um, some different ways we can work together. Reach out, send me a message on social media. I want to know what your biggest takeaways were. So I love you all. Go forth into the world. Let's just close out together again in a moment, taking a big breath in. And letting it go, 
And I just recognize the true authentic expression that is each and every one of you. I recognize the perfection that led you right here, right now to this moment, listening to this podcast. I recognize the perfection of life, the perfection of the unfolding of consciousness. I recognize the power in the struggle and the suffering and in the expansion because it is all divine. And I recognize that for the only way for us to know ourselves as source spirit, God is to come down here into the relative and have this relative experience of separation and division. And so I say thank you to all of it. And I say yes, as I welcome in the remembrance and the recognition and the resurrection of the divine self, that heart opening as the cells in my body vibrate. And I see each one of you receiving that knowing of who the fuck you are, that remembering, that awakening. I say, yes, I call it forth. I know that this is you planting that seed, sending it out into the universe. And I know that it is done. It is heard. You are here. You have a purpose. You are divine. And so it is. And so it is. Amen and aho. I love you all. Go forth. Have a beautiful day. Be wildly you. Spread your light. Spread your love. Spread your magic. And I'll see you all soon. Hey, Divine Badass. Thanks again for tuning in and being here on Detoxing from the Matrix, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. If you know someone who would benefit from our illuminating conversations, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with a friend. And if you loved this episode or the podcast as a whole, don't forget to leave a review. It really helps spread the message and expand the collective. Don't hesitate to connect with me over on the socials. You can find me all over the place at I am Linz Caricardi. I've really been having a blast over on TikTok with some great content and conversations. You can also find me on IG or in my Facebook community, The Money Matrix Detox. Be sure to check out the links below in the description for all the connections on social media, other ways we can connect, some free gifts and resources that will support your own awakening ascension as well as ways that we can work together.